Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, our guest is Mr. Nathan King of Grit House, joining us from Cleveland, Tennessee. Nathan, what's going on, sir? How are you today? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Enjoying the rainy weather here. Oh, not so rainy where I am, which is rare, but happy to take it nonetheless. Nathan, obviously, our conversation today is going to be geared around Grit House and, and what your experience has been as the owner of this thing over the years. For some context and some background for people listening so they know what it is that we're here to talk about, give us your your summary, your description of what Grit House is in your mind. So it's, it's basically a dream of mine that I had when I was 14 come to reality. Uh, and it's, uh, I call it my personal playground. Uh, so it, it's, it's a gym that is geared more so towards uh, that, that lifter who's already maybe been in the gym for a while and wants to take things to the next level. So we, we ended up, uh, as it's developed over the years, doing a lot of bodybuilding prep. Uh, we have a lot of strongman competitors here, a lot of pro-type athletes, whether it be cycling, motocross. Um, so it, it's kind of a niche gym, yeah. Yeah, and and so we serve some pretty specific modalities here, and and take us back even further. I wanna I wanna hear a little bit about the the time that you've been a gym owner and and your experience thus far. What's the biggest difference between Day one, Grit House opening and Grit House March tenth, twenty twenty three. You know, day day one really it was like uh, it was interesting because we, we had no clue what we were doing, what we were getting into, and it was just uh, fueled by nothing but passion. And the deeper you get into it, the more the reality, of the business part starts to set in, and you start to have to look at all the logistics of how to keep it operational, how to try to expand it. Um, and being able to do that and still keep that fire of passion burning. Yeah. Now it's been nine, just over nine years, as yeah, I yeah. understand correctly, yeah. reminisce on that time and, and try, try to summarize nine years and 60 seconds or less. What's <laughs> been, what's been your favorite part about being a gym owner the last nine years and what's been the toughest part for you? You know, I, I love the fact that I get to come in here every day and, and work for myself. Uh, that, that's been a huge part of it. Um, and I'm not limited by any kind of structure. I basically, you know, I, I have this open slate that, that I can um, create something new every day and I can change even what's already here, you know. Uh, so that's been a really exciting part about it. Um, you know, to sum it up in like 60 seconds, it, it's... Um, struggle with how do you continue to grow as a person too you know because i mean Ooh, that's I, an I, interesting I, one yeah i mean i'm 45 now you know i've got a kid that's going to be 18 in a month i mean my life's very different now than it was when i had you know my eight-year-old son running around in here a nine-year-old son running around here you know putting drywall up so a lot has changed in that period of time and just like the gym has had to evolve i have uh i've had to evolve as a person and a businessman myself yep. Flip that around. I mean, in nine years, obviously, 
it hasn't, uh, and so I'm sure that there's been some victories along the way, but sure. running a gym, people know that, that it's not always sunshine and rainbows. And so yeah. walk us through kind of what's been the, the hardest part about being a business owner, being a gym owner, all of that. You know, the hardest part for me, uh, I'm kind of a one-man operation in a sense, and, I, and, and I, not to take any, because I got a lot of people in here that members that help out uh, free of charge, you know, to do things for me sometimes, yep. but, you know, I don't have really staff. Um, I'm, I'm the main trainer here. Uh, you know, I'm the front desk guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the repair guy. You know, janitor. <laughs> yes. I, I wear many hats. I'm the yes. social media guy. I and mean, that's why I'm here on this podcast right now. That's right. You know, and um, so it's, it's juggling all of those things and still finding time to have, you know, that time with your family. Um, yeah. Vaca- vacations that, you know, you used to take those, those are non-existent anymore. Sure. Um, you know, cause for me, it's twice as expensive now because, you know, I, I have to pay for the trip, but then I have to pay for someone to watch my building while I'm gone too. So yep. everything gets more expensive, you know, on that end. So yeah, it's just adjusting your life. Um, if you're going to do something like this, at least the way I did it, you no, know, you're, you have to be a hundred percent committed into it. Yeah. There's no way around it. And you, you mentioned early on, like one of the best things was the time freedom and the flexibility, but pair that with what you just said. Yeah. It's a that, weird at dichotomy. the end of the day, you're the, you're the one that answers the call when people are looking. You know, Talk and that's part me. of that. Go ahead, sorry. go ahead. Well, I just, that's part of that growth too. You know, we recently just uh, implemented a key card system on the door. I don't know why I didn't do that from day one. You know, <laughs> because it, because it gave me so yeah. much of my life back because now, Hey, if my kids got a soccer game, you know, I just let the door handle it. You know, I leave. But if I'm here, you know, the door is unlocked. You're going to come in. You're going to meet me. So it, it that that right there, that one implement just totally gave me back so much more time. I'm sure there's a million examples of I wish I did this five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to something like this, but look and 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 talk to us a little bit about how you found that growth over the years. I would assume that there's more people today than there are nine years ago when we opened but what what did you find along the way that was successful for bringing people in and what would you say that you tried that wasn't so successful no i and a lot of people may disagree with me on this but um there's just been a couple occasions where we've actually tried to uh market and that's always failed for me you know like ad like formal advertising yes yes that that never worked well for me um what we did was focus on the actual client and trying to provide an environment for them where they wanted to come in and take their selfies and do their videos. And we've had many video crews in here. You know, we've had BSN in here shooting commercials. We, we, we have a selfie mirror in the dressing room. And we basically tapped into free marketing in a sense with all of these people coming in and hashtagging and putting their videos up that's kind of what put us on the map. And a lot of it's just luck and timing. Um, we had a couple uh, pro bodybuilders that stumbled in here on day one and they had a huge following. Mm-hmm. And just by that alone, you know, we got recognition and kind of got, I guess, street cred, so to speak. Sure. And so that started bringing in people. Um, you know, Dana Lynn Bailey's been in here and trained before. You know, we've had some pretty big names come through here. So it's kind of become like a hard rock cafe of uh, gyms. Yeah, it's a destination. Though. Yeah, yeah. It, it really has. You know, I had a truck driver one time come up from Indiana and he walked in and he bought five t-shirts and he was leaving. And I'm like, aren't you going to work out? And he's like, no, we follow you up in Indiana. I just wanted to say that I stopped by here and he took 
five shirts back with his first friends, Good. you know? Yeah. So it's kind of become that. When you were doing the advertising that you did, was that on social media as well, or was that something else? No, it was more of targeted audiences, like through mailings and things like that in my community. Um, you know, we did some stuff like going to bridal showers and, you know, things like that, trying to get newlywed couples. And, and anytime we did something like that, I never saw any return on it. And um, it just seemed like my time was better, uh, I guess, you know, focused on the person, the individual in here. And we really try hard with customer service. I mean, we got phenomenal reviews, you know, as far as community. We, we won gym of the year here in our county, um, you know, for a small mom and pop facility that's competing against a few big box chains. I mean, we're really proud of that. Yeah, I think that's important to remember in the the nature and the the competition of going against whatever big box. They likely have far deeper pockets than sure. we do and can outspend us in marketing. Yeah. We need to be a little bit more tactical and strategic yeah. with what our efforts are. What I'm hearing is that you leverage the people that were already here, yeah. tap yeah. into their social networks and, and expand the reach somewhat organically from there. Yeah, that's exactly it. Take me to the to the next step, Nathan. Somebody's interested in joining the gym or, or working with you in a training capacity. Walk me through what happens when that person first reaches out all the way until they're signed up as a new member. Um, so like I said, you know, I'm a, kind of a one-man shop. So any kind of contact you're going to have on social media or in person with this facility, I mean, you're going to directly be put in touch with me. Um, when you walk through the front door, your first experience is going to be welcome home. And it, it, we, we try to make sure the environment stays that way. And, and still to this day, I still have my first member and we all know each other. You know, we all care about each other in here. Um, you know, for nine years, I can honestly say to my knowledge, you know, nothing's ever been stolen out of here. Um, it's just a very tight knit group. Um, you know, and everyone in here is going to embrace you, which is kind of interesting because if you look at our social media presence, words that keep coming back to me when I'm like, how, what took you so long to get here? Well, I was intimidated to walk in, mm -hmm. you know, because we've got world record holders here. We've got Guinness, Guinness record holders here. I've got pro pro athletes in here. Yeah. A lot of people. The same are things that made this known are also the, they're the, the things the that hold barriers. me back. Too. Yeah. 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 And that, that's been kind of the struggle is how do you balance that? How do you maintain that image that yes, you know, we are different in a sense from your normal box gym, but yet still reach an audience that maybe initially doesn't want to go into a place where they feel like they're going to be left out. And so that's always been the trick. So we, we, we try really hard that when you come through these doors to make sure right away that, you know, you're going to be loved in here, no judgment in here, you know, and, and we just want to support you in any way that we can. Yeah. I hear time and time again, gyms in, in this kind of model typically have no problem finding and signing up the the quote-unquote dedicated the bodybuilders the yeah, powerlifters yeah. the strong men the people that live and breathe this as a lifestyle the challenge is how do we find the general population the the person from accounting the one who doesn't necessarily train six days a week like clockwork but knows that they need it. And there's a phrase that comes up on this podcast time and time again, that the heaviest weight in the whole facility is the front door. 
it's just once we can get them past that everything else takes care of itself but a lot of the time that's the toughest thing to do beyond that nathan hypothetically this person signs up what do you focus on from your role to keep your members coming back time and time again and that's that's where the personal connection comes in uh, almost every member in here has my personal cell number uh, they have access, access to me at all times that's one thing that kind of i think that separates us from a lot of the big box things i mean if, if something needs repaired in here it doesn't have to go up the chain you know i get a text hey you know the cables broke on the cable machine right i've already got one in the back room you know let me just go swap that out you know so um people feel like you actually are invested in this person and they walk in the door and you're like, hey, I know you were on that new diet. You know how things went. And you're checking in on them. Um, it, it fosters some relationships there that grow. And they, over time, become so deep that they, they become so invested in your facility that it's, it's not your gym anymore. It's their gym. Yeah. I think it's it's this weird word that we use and it's culture or community or whatever, whatever brand you want to throw that under. And it's kind of this intangible thing. You can't necessarily describe it, but when you walk through the doors, you know, right. I'm sure you've been in multiple facilities and, and there's, there's this feeling that you get, you walk through the doors, you immediately recognize whether it's there or whether it's not. And that isn't just something that we can flick a switch on one day you know if we don't have it and we want it there's a lot of work and, and diligence that goes into this yeah. you guys it sounds like that was that was a focus from the beginning yeah you know what i mean yeah. it was it's nine years poured into this to get to this point yeah it really was i mean I, like i've walked in here before and some of my equipment has been and you know, for whatever reason, the way that the gym closed, the members decided that a piece needed to be somewhere else. And instead of just moving it back because I wanted it a certain way, um, I, I let them kind of construct the environment the way they want it. And I'm just kind of overseeing this, you know? Yep. Zoom out on this for, for a minute, Nate, and, and just kind of think about, I mean, we talked about how we got here and, and what went into starting the gym and a little bit about how the gym operates now. Talk to us about where this whole thing is going. Nine years in, where do you want to see this thing as time goes on? So, yeah, um, you know, the, the area that we're really excited about right now, I've tapped on it a little bit about how there's a certain demographic that probably want to train here. And we want, really want to reach uh, outside those parameters. So that's where this new facilities come into play. And I, I want to, at this stage in my life, because I've dealt with a lot of competitive bodybuilders over the last 12 years, prep and things like that. And uh, a common thing that I'm seeing with people is, yeah, they, they, they come in here and they are diligent about working on their physiques, you know, and they, they structure their meal plans, and they do all of these things, and they neglect it one of the most important parts of health, that's their mental aspect. Mm. You know, a lot of these people are really struggling with things inside, who they are as people. And so with this new facility, we're trying to branch out and offer um, seminars and classes and just different things to not only 
um, work on who you are externally as a person, but internally as well. Yeah. Fitness can be a really great vehicle for all of that in, in the self-improvement yeah. land. I think it's, it's cool to hear that you guys are still working and, and tinkering and improving the product along the way. A lot of the time, and it's not, it's a different timeline for everybody, but we get to this point where the gym is, is pretty much self-sustaining yeah. and it can either really quickly burn you out and get boring as a business owner, or we can continuously evolve and do something else or do something more, bigger, better. I'm excited to hear this is the next evolution of, yeah. of this brand. And it, and it, for lack of a better term, keeps the fire lit underneath your ass to keep you going. You know, it would be easy to just sit and cruise and cash checks week in and week out and not invest in the gym anymore. That's not where we're at. You know? No, and I, I almost fell into that rut. I was at that point in my life, and I would say it probably started happening for me probably around year seven. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of was this place where everything was established. I knew I knew what it took to run in. I knew how much I had coming in, you know, and I, I, my online clientele was strong. I mean, I was in a good, safe place, and it was very easy for me just to kind of sit back and let the wheels just keep turning. And it, it's, it's interesting because I've had a few clients that have come to me that are outside the bodybuilding world. And it, it was, you know, which is what I primarily have dealt with for, you know, the last decade. And I mean, we're talking, you know, 70 year old women that can't get up off the floor. And that's why they're here because they need to get enough strength to be able to get up if they fall down. And as I'm working with these people and I'm seeing, um, seeing them change in the confidence you know, and being able to go out and live their life and maybe not, maybe not walk with the cane so much. And, you know, just little things like that. And I'm hearing these stories. I'm like, man, I said, you really got an opportunity here to change lives. It, it, it's not, it's not just about, goosebumps over well, it, it's not just about, yeah, okay. I, I need you to, you know, take four inches off my waist, put an inch on my bicep and which is what my world was for a long time. And, and then put these people in such a subjective environment where someone's critiquing every little thing you've done. And then, you know, you go back and you start the whole process again and, you know, and you step away from that and you, what have I really done to make the world a better place? And, and that's where I'm at now at this stage in my life. I'm like, okay, I, I have an opportunity here. I've got a successful business. How do I use this to leave a mark on society that, that is relevant? You know? So that's the direction yeah. we're going now. I find that a lot of the people that I talk to who, get known in whatever their niche is for you bodybuilding but entertain just strong men powerlifting yeah. sports performance whatever the brand is and and sort of almost lose touch with fitness for the everyday person and how much of an impact like you said that can have it's it's not to say that you're gonna wipe your hands clean of the bodybuilding world and never step foot in it but there's an opportunity to do both, yeah, you know, definitely. and sort of bridge that gap because I think both of those camps <laughs> sort of see the other person as this like alien species that there's yeah. no, there's nothing in common, but it's, we have more in common than we have different. I think. Yeah. And that, that's what's one thing I think that if I've done anything well in here, I think it's 
being able to kind of bridge that gap inside this, this facility. Um, you know, the lady I was just telling you about, the one that came to my mind, the 70 year old, you know, she was in here the other day and she was doing something as simple as just stepping up out of a chair. You know, she was sitting down, getting up without using any kind of support, you know? And we all know that was hard for her, you know? And we're watching the determination on her face and sweat and dripping off of her nose, you know? And you've got these bodybuilders that are standing in here that take for granted what they have as far as their health and things like that right now. And they're watching her and they start cheering for her, mm -hmm. you know? And, and it's moments like that. It's inspiring. Here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's those kind of moments that I have inside this facility where like it just touches my soul. Yep. And I'm like, you can do so much more than what you've been doing. And so it was like, I got a kick in the pants, you know, about year seven, you know, year eight for sure. It's like, you really need to start changing direction and finding ways of, of making this different in the sense of like what we're doing, but yet still maintaining what our core, yeah. core group was. You know? Yeah, no, everybody that listens to this podcast knows exactly what you're talking yeah. about right now. And I make this analogy a lot with this this kind of continuum of business and on one side pure greedy capitalism trying to extract every penny we can and on the other side this noble cause of trying to help anybody and everybody even if it's to our own detriment the best gyms that i talk to are usually smack dab in the middle right? yeah. we need influences from both sides at the end of the day this is a business we are here to to make money of course but there has to be this, this I'm in it to help people cause as well. And the balance of those two things is, is kind of the perfect summary for what you're talking about. You know, we're, well, of course we're trying to grow, of course, but how do we do that? We help people. We provide value at yeah. the end of the day for people, something people actually want. And it, it helps you sleep at night. You can go to bed knowing that you did something good. You know, and I, you, you're, you're going to hit the nail on the head for me as far as who I am. I mean, you know, for a while I sold real estate. And yeah, money was good, but I literally went to bed every night and I'm like, but I had no self-fulfillment. You know, it's yeah. like, what have you really done? Yeah. And if I, all you were looking for was to make money, fitness yeah, is probably yeah, not the yeah. pursuit. <laughs> and, and, you know, and the same thing, you know, me getting into to, to police work and things like that, you know, it was more, I think, of a driving force of just wanting to contribute to get back somehow. And I've always been that kind of person. And, and even when I opened this facility, back in my mind, there was never how much money am I going to make? No. It, that wasn't the driving force for me. It's just, it's just what I want to do. That comes. You know? that, that can come. It can, yes. But that was never the reason I did it. Right. You know, I just, I just yeah. wanted to do it because this is what I wanted to do. It's a, it's a fantastic comparison to the fitness industry in general. Nathan, we're running a bit shy on time here, but I do want to save a minute for people to, to learn a little bit more about what you do. Is there a website? Is there social media? How can people connect with Grit House? Yeah, so the grithouse.com, uh, you know, is our website. And if you backslash the flow on the end of that, it'll take you to the, the other facility now where you can get some information there. Um, and same thing, you know, Instagram and all that, we're on all those under the Grit House. Um, yeah, and if you message or anything on there, I mean, it's coming straight to me. I mean, it's, it's not going through an employee or anything else. I mean, it's direct contact with me. And I'm really good about responding. No, usually within a couple hours, anything sent my way. So anybody wants to talk or have any questions or, or just connect with us, you know, on whatever level, uh, please feel free to reach out. Yep, that is fantastic, Nathan. I, I really appreciate you willing to 
share your perspective and, and the inner thoughts of the business owner in this kind of a sense. I'm excited to see what the next stage of Grit House looks too, like. Because it <laughs> like there's, too, you know? <laughs> there's some cards up their sleeves still to be played. So yeah, yes, we'll check in with you again down the road. And and for now, or for now, I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Hey, thank you, sir. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Wars Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Shelly from Meta Evolution, Evolution Gym out of the UK. What's going on, Shelly? How are you doing today? I'm really good. Thank you, Emily. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. So before we dive into learning a little bit more about your business and what you guys have going on at, at Meta Evolution, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place? Um, so we're a private personal training studio, um, started about 10 years ago now. Um, META was a kind of acronym that stands for Move, Eat, Think and Achieve. Um, it was mainly kind of set up for that exact purpose, really, just to help people, kind of the general public, get moving, um, eat better. So we kind of help with their nutrition and support them through, through that. Um, think obviously comes through the kind of mindset, um, habit changing, things like that, and achieving. So achieving whatever their goal may be, whether that may be, you know, weight loss or muscle gain, um, mindset management, all of that kind of thing. Yeah. So I love that. Um, can you say the acronyms one more time? So mindset. So it's uh, move, eat, move, eat, think, and achieve. And achieve. Okay. So prior to opening uh, up Meta, did you have any experience with personal training or was that like a 360 for you? Um, so there was two guys previously that actually set the, the studio up um, in the first instance. Um, and they started off from what I understand in a sort of very small kind of garage. Um, and it was their idea to kind of come together um, and create the studio itself. Um, I did my personal training course. So I came from kind of local government background, um, always loved my training and um, was always really into my training. Um, and in 2016, I decided to take my personal training course. Um, I did my, obviously my level two fitness um, and then fitness instructor. And then I went on to do my level three. Um, and it was during my level two that I actually got in contact or got talking to one of the guys um, who was a director at the time. Um, and he sort of said, you know, come along, have a look, see what you think. Um, and it kind of went from there. So I joined um, in 2016, once I finished my course. Um, and I was just working there at the time. 
um, they'd actually renovated the studio back in, I think it was 2015, so the year before I joined, um, they'd moved to where we are now, which was a much bigger premises than what they had previously. Um, and yeah, I sort of done my course and I started working there. Um, they then sort of parted ways um, and decided in 2019 to, to sell the business. Um, and myself and my business partner took over in April 2019. So I'd kind of worked there as a personal trainer for three years um, and then obviously found myself taking over and <laughs> directing the studio in 2019. So it was it was a massive step for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been great. Okay. So when you took over the gym in 2019, like what was the state? How was the gym doing? Um, did you already have like a solid base of members yeah it was um yeah there was a fair few um or there was a few coaches still there um a lot of them had kind of moved on at that time um I think being sort of uncertain of, of what was going to happen um but yeah there was just trying to think probably two or three coaches still um still there um and yeah had quite a sort of platform of of clients um so when we sort of took over there was kind of classes going on um as well as obviously the coaches having their their clients in there as well so the the kind of foundation was was there for me which was great gotcha okay cool so let's go ahead and learn a little bit more about your business the first topic that i want to cover is the marketing aspect so When you started, well, when you took over the gym, like how, do you remember how many members were already there? Um, between about 50 and 60, if I remember rightly. Okay. Um, and yeah, the, the kind of first thing we did was, was kind of a bit of a relaunch, really. Um, we had a sort of relaunch event um, and had sort of current members and they kind of brought friends and family along as well. So um, we had a bit of a, a kind of, I wouldn't say party, but a, an event at the studio, um, which was, again, was great having lots of people there to kind of like an open day, I guess. Okay. So sort of like a, like a pre-sale in a way? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So you had a pre-sale and like, what are you guys doing now currently with your marketing in order to generate leads and clientele? Um, majority of our sense is kind of done through the social media. Um, we do a lot of um, sort of local networking as well. Um, we have a um, networking space in the hotel behind where we are based. Um, so we spend a lot of time up there um, sort of advertising and networking with people. Um, Instagram and Facebook really is our kind of main um, point of lead, I guess. Um, and we do do uh, Google ads as well. So a lot of our stuff does come through kind of Google and our reviews um on the website as well which is good okay so on instagram and facebook are you guys also doing like paid ads as well or is everything pretty much organic uh pretty much organic at the moment okay okay so how does how does that work like if i were to just engage on you know one of the reels or pictures that you posted what would it look like to turn me into like a prospect or a lead um, we always kind of um, sort of respond um, and obviously kind of try and um, 
interact with with anyone that kind of interacts on any of our posts um and we do find that as i say people kind of either dm us and obviously we get back to them on there i would say probably more so on facebook which tends to be more of our kind of demographic um which is kind of between sort of 35 and sort of 55 60 really um and so yeah a lot of people tend to come through there so they'll they'll kind of yeah engage in our content I guess and then we we obviously follow up on that okay so let's walk through that process a little bit more so let's say I'm engaged having you know great conversation in the dms um what's the next step after that um so from then we invite them in um so we get them to come into the studio we'll invite them in for a consultation um and that's kind of it's generally about 45 minutes to an hour um and we'll go through um the main thing for us is just kind of finding out what their goal is and and kind of delving deeper into finding out what their why is um you know you get a lot of people it's that you know i just want to lose weight okay it's it's why do you want to lose weight um you know what is the the driver behind that um and our consultation process is quite um in depth um, so it's very much about obviously finding that reason, kind of setting expectations as well. Um, you know, why do you want to get to this particular point? You know, what effects is where you are now? What effect does that have on you? Um, is it affecting daily life? And we, as I say, we kind of delve quite deeply. Um, we try and get them to also think about how they can move forward so for them it's more about what steps can they take to get them to that end goal um so we try and get them to come up with at least kind of eight to ten things that they can change about where they are so that might be i don't know um drinking less coffee reducing the amount of alcohol they're drinking um you know better food choices you know so certain things that they snack on in particular all of those kinds of things so it's about an hour long and as I say it's a real kind of dive deep into what they want to to achieve and why okay and during that consultation um are you also asking for the sale or you know trying to close them like right then and there yeah yeah we try and get them at that point normally at the end of that process we'll we'll go through the kind of packages um sometimes they may have asked about prices and packages previously um but obviously at that stage we'll go through it in a lot deeper um go through the different packages what we would recommend in terms of what their goal is what their time scale looks like um and then we yeah we give them the choices and we we close the sale at that point and get them booked in and signed up so going into this, were you confident in your sales ability and your skills around that? Um, when I first started personal training, no. Because um, again, it's not something I've ever sort of done previously. Um, so yeah, I'm not the most salesy, <laughs> salesy of people. Um, but I think it's one of those things that I think when you're kind of passionate about what you do, I'm passionate that I can help this person um so it, it doesn't almost doesn't really feel like a sales process um so yeah I think now it's kind of that confidence I've I've built up and I suppose taken over in in sort of April 2019 most of the consultations now I sort of do and then I'll hand clients out to coaches um if they bring their own in that's great but if it comes through, obviously a client comes through meta directly, then I will do that process. So, yeah, I've kind of built that confidence now that it's more of a this is how we can help you as opposed to let me try and sell you a package. Yeah, that makes sense. So do you ha do you have clients yourself? I do. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So I guess when it makes kind of more sense, you just like pass them on to the other coaches and trainers that you have. Yeah, I think um, for me, I mean, the sort of ultimate goal that towards the, you know, say the end, but the ultimate goal in the future is that I'll take a little bit of a step back. I don't think I'll stop personal training because I love it. Um, but I think for me, it's kind of taken a little bit of a step back so that I can reduce my clients down and obviously spend more time actually running the business and, and building the rest of the coaches. So I try and sort of be fairly um, kind of fair, I guess, on on where the clients are kind of given or how they're given out. Um, and it could be that actually another coach is more suitable for that client. Um, it could be that actually... Um, you know, sometimes it's a case that they want to work with a female. Um, so I'll kind of obviously look at my diary and my availability. Sometimes it will depend if they want certain times that I can't offer, then I might, you know, pass them on for that reason. So it's it's just about, yeah, speaking to the client really and seeing what's going to be best for them. Gotcha. Okay. So I like how you mentioned that eventually your goal is to spend more time, you know, running your business and building your coaches up. So I mean, with your goals, goals in mind, like what are some of the things that you think you might have to do differently? Maybe it's, you know, marketing or does that, does that question make sense? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think I, it will probably be just more, um, more of the kind of marketing because at the moment um, it's that situation where obviously it's, it's kind of balancing my time. Um, so obviously I've got my, my own clients, um, that obviously I have to do, you know, work with behind the scenes as well in terms of their programs and nutrition and and the rest of it. So I think by taking that kind of step back, it'll give me more time to advertise more and probably network more locally. Um, cause as I say, I kind of do bits of that at the moment, but it would be nice to actually do a lot more of that. Yeah. So eventually, like, how many more people do you want to to be helping inside of your gym? Um, in terms of numbers, um, I don't really know. I think probably in terms of coaches, we've kind of based the model on um, seven, eight coaches maximum with about 12, 12 clients each. Um, we also do kind of group personal training as well. So the idea is that each coach will have sort of one or two groups themselves. Um, at the moment we've all got two each. Um, so if we kind of expand that and have the time as well for the the coaches to have the groups, that would be the aim. Okay. Okay. So, um, let's say over the next 365 days like the next year so March of 2024 what would make you happy in terms of where the gym is at like what are some of the things that you would want to see um for me I think if we could have another two coaches um by that point uh with a fair amount of of clients that's going to enable them to to kind of tick over on a full-time basis because again that's what we're looking at um having coaches there part-time you know is absolutely fine um and obviously we wouldn't we wouldn't turn them away but yeah having kind of full-time coaches so another two by then would be great um with you know I don't know maybe 10 hours a week roughly um and then also having more of the group side of things so potentially going back to classes 
um, and having the classes running again um, would be great. Okay. And then what about like for yourself personally? So I, I know that, you know, one of your goals is to just get some of your time back so that you can spend more time doing things that are going to grow the business. But like personally, like what are some of your, your goals that you, you know, want the gym to help you to get to? Um, for me, maybe having a little bit more flexibility. Um, I find at the moment, I suppose it's probably like every PT and every kind of business person, um, having kind of free time, um, would be great. Um, evenings, I mean, a lot of our days tend to be quite split, which is obviously the nature of the, the beast. Mm. Um, but yeah, for me, just having that little bit more kind of freedom and a little bit more flexibility, um, and things like with the networking, for example, you know, sometimes networking comes up, but I can't go because I've got clients at that particular time. So again, freeing up so that I'm a little bit more flexible around that as well. Okay. Okay. So I want you to think back to when you first, you know, maybe even when you first started your career out in the fitness industry, um, just thinking about all of the experience you've had and, you know, the things that you've learned over the past few years or so. Just give yourself a piece of advice that you wish you had from the very beginning. Oh, um, oh, that's a hard one. Can you give me examples? What kind of? Yeah. So, I mean, okay. So a lot of people, when they think back, they're like, okay, I think that I would have given myself a little bit more grace from the very beginning. Does that make sense? Or, yeah. you know, I would have been more organized. I don't know. You know, everybody's always in our different, in a different space. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I suppose for me, yeah, kind of probably for me, taking a bit more time to, um, kind of reflect and look back on kind of where I've come and what I have achieved I'm I'm very much me as a person I'm always kind of pushing myself you know every day I have to be achieving loads every single day um, and I don't always take that time to reflect on on what I have achieved so mm -hmm. I kind of just keep that momentum going constantly and actually sometimes it's quite nice to just take a bit of a breather and a step back to go actually yeah that went that went really well whereas I'm already on to the next thing by then <laughs> I think that was a really good piece of advice so slow down take a little bit of time to be present and reflect on your accomplishments thus far is what yeah. I heard does that sound about right that's right exactly that yeah all righty well Shelly this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode but before we sign out please tell our listeners where they can find you um so yeah so we're meta revolution gym and we're in chatham in kent in the uk um we are on instagram um and facebook is our main places to find us um, meta underscore evolution underscore gym all right well thank you so much shelly you know we really appreciate your time and contribution to the show and looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road also to everybody who tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, 
click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam Chop, and today with me, I have a super special pair, uh, Cameron and Georgie, uh, San Marcos, California, with Bigger Picture Fitness. Guys, how are we doing today? Good, thank you. Doing good. All right, well, thanks for taking the time out of your day to have a conversation with us about what you're doing. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it back to you guys. Whoever wants to start first, uh, just give us a little explanation on who you are, what you've done, and ultimately how you got into bigger picture fitness. Yeah. So a little background on me. I'm a personal trainer. Um, I've been in fitness industry for about five years, um, training professionally of those um, three. And um, the story behind bigger picture is uh, I was training in a, in a normal, you know, box gym um, that COVID shut down and was kind of forced to look elsewhere and go into independent training and um, fell into a facility that um, made me realize independent training is the way to go for trainers in terms of growing your career, making more money. Um, But the location was not very conducive to the type of professionality I wanted to have in my business. And so Cameron and I saw some ways on making a business model um, a little bit different for this area of California. So Bigger Picture is designed to have the best tools and equipment that a trainer could ever want. We call it a trainer's playground. Um, We have all arsenal uh, equipment and mostly rogue. Yeah. and we've designed it to be very high class and very clean and welcoming. Um, some of the other facilities in this area, only one type of client might want to go there. And so it really limits kind of the um, capacity you have as a trainer to have different clientele. So that's how it all started. <laughs> Excellent. I absolutely love Arsenal equipment. Fantastic. Great choice. Thank you. Uh, so kudos to you. Uh, Cameron, I'll go ahead and kind of let you dive in and uh, go ahead and give the audience a little bit about yourself and how you got started. Yeah, um, I have been in the, I've had a passion for fitness since high school. Uh, my best friend dragged me to the gym, gym one day and it was never looked back. Uh, I played college basketball. And then when that ended, 
diving deeper into fitness kind of replaced the competitiveness that I didn't, I lost when basketball ended. Uh, what, like she said, mentioned when COVID happened, um, I was working out with her at that facility and yeah, just being in there day in and day out for a year, you kind of see from an outsider's perspective, what it lacked, uh, whether it be location, just overall vibes of the gym equipment, um, the type of trainers that you bring in the door. Uh, so one thing led to another and it took about a year or so to from idea to actual build out and you know here we are nice that's awesome as well i uh similar kind of yumi has similar stories when it came from like high school to college to to fitness i obviously i was playing football ever since i could basically crawl that's just been a huge passion of mine and uh, i got a partial scholarship after high school and until the old hip surgeries and whatnot but um fitness i found more time going into fitness after kind of like you know college football and the surgeries and I was like well this isn't going to be you know I'm not going to make it into the NFL with a busted hip so um at least th those are my dreams anyways but um yeah and then that's kind of how you know um fitness you know dove deeper than kind of you know earlier on like high school and so uh, very cool um so yeah so bigger picture fitness um the the name itself sounds self-explanatory but just for you know giggles and giving the audience a, a a story what was kind of the idea behind bigger picture fitness um yeah why don't you give like the history and then i'll say how it applies um, yeah <laughs> i guess it starts off kind of funny because it has nothing to do with fitness <laughs> okay uh i'll just yeah uh in high school a group of my buddies kind of had, I don't know what you want to call it, a little crew, whatever you want to call it. And it was, uh, the crew was called BP soldiers, bigger picture, like soldiers. Yeah. So we were in high school, young and dumb. Right. And, um, but anyway, um, when we started this idea, um, I like the, the bigger picture part stood out to me because I think fitness is all encompassing, whether, you know, it's not just how big your, your, your biceps are or your butt or whatever it's fitness is a, as a mental and emotional buildup of somebody, not just their, what they look like on the outside. So bigger picture fitness is, is everything from inside out from mental, emotional, and physical. So bigger picture is what it's, that's what it stands for. Nice. Yeah. And, um, you know, applying that to the fact that we're a training facility also is that for trainers, there's something bigger for their career other than maybe their current situation. So, um, yeah, basically, yeah, on top of what he said, um, fitness is more than just about fitness. It's um, mind, body, health. And we always wanted to have a facility that encompassed all of that, all of the bigger picture um, and so we're very happy that we do have, um, an on-site physical therapist. We have some offices in the back, um, and also an on-site certified marriage and family, uh, therapist, psychologist. So it's very cool that it is kind of a one-stop shop in that sense. Um, as a personal trainer, um, I'm sure you're aware how sometimes we turn into a therapist and, yeah. That can be above our pay grade. So it's really nice to be able to say, hey, you know, well, if you're really struggling this, why don't you go see so-and-so in the back? And and uh, yeah, so we're really happy about that. That is um, very 
genius move on your ass part. Uh, I can honestly say in my years of fitness and the people and the businesses and the owners I've talked to, I've never truly seen like a therapist on staff for, you know, a gym. So that's cool. That's, you know, um, you know, you know, great idea. I'm sure, you know, anybody out there listening, uh, if y'all need a therapist, go take some advice from uh, George. Yeah. And um, but cool. All right. So we got, we got the background, the lay of the land, bigger picture fitness, go ahead and give the listeners kind of like, and again, we kind of tackle this in a way, but full description, like elevator pitch, you know, services that you offer completely. And then to piggyback off of, you know, like exactly everything that you offer when somebody comes to you, whether they heard from a friend or a, a post or whatever, how do you kind of do your initial consultation to make sure that either A, you're the right fit for them or B, they're the right fit for you? Yeah, so um, it's a little different because our client is a trainer, not someone interested in fitness. So um, yeah, we basically meet them at the facility and give them a tour and um, a series of questions, vetting, making sure you know they our quality in a sense and feel comfortable being an independent contractor because that's very different um, rather than being hired and given hours. Um, and we offer a myriad of tools to help our trainers, you know, with their business, like scheduling software, trainer eyes, um, other on-site tools that they can use for their facility. I mean, for their business uh, within the facility outside of just equipment. Um, and yeah, we just sit down and we have a natural conversation um, and go from there. I think that's that's pretty much, I don't know if you have anything to add. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, excellent. And then, so I know we spoke earlier about, you know, you guys have around 18 trainers or so on, on site, on staff right now, and they're all independent, right? So they pay a fee to use the facility. You guys provide the equipment and the dumbbells and all that, you know, fun stuff, right? Yes. Yep. Um. So, and then you, you mentioned like you give them tools like scheduling software and, and eyes and, and things like that to be able to track and manage and follow up and whatnot. How do the trainers, how, how is your system set up to the point where leads come into the facility? Do you guys have advertising and marketing and content that's pushed out where the trainers reach out to you know any incoming ads or leads or do you guys handle that and then push them to certain trainers or how, how is that set up yeah so walk-ins and uh yeah walk-ins are anyone's game that's like if whoever's in the facility can go for it we have um, a sheet at the front where people can fill it out if there isn't anyone there or a trainer if they're interested in training um and then yeah we just we have a thumbtack account we have um bios on the website um so if someone does come across a trainer they want to work with they can contact the trainer directly so it's kind of a mix of both um sometimes i you know get the leads through email or website um and or Instagram, Instagram, we get some people sometimes, and then we just have a divvy up system of who's up next. And, you know, A, who's up next, B, who is a good fit for this client, and then availability. So it's kind of a mix of both. And, you know, we never promise our trainers clients because they are independent contractors, but we are currently doing some ads um, to help uh, them in that process, because we've realized our client is a trainer and therefore keeping them in business keeps us in business. So 
Um, yeah, we're, we're filling that out and we have a monthly budget set for that. And same, same thing with those, whoever comes in there, I speak with them kind of as a liaison and then pair them up with the appropriate trainer. Got it. So kind of like the, I know it says the manager here in my notes, but so kind of like they, you know, you're kind of like the, the disher, you know, you're going to dish out to this person because they might be the best fit, that kind of thing. Um, Got it. And then, so there was another owner that I spoke to and they, they had a similar setup where they had independent contractors that came in and rented and whatnot. Um, now you guys have a monthly budget for ad spend. Do you guys have like uh, an advertising company that does the the content that you guys dish to them? Or is it, you guys do like some organic, like, you know, Facebook ads, like on your own? Yeah. We have a, we have a marketing team. Yeah. We have a marketing okay. team. So is that in-house or is that like third party? It's a, uh... Yeah, it's not in-house. It's somebody I knew yeah. from high school and he's done quite well for himself. He actually only does gyms all over the country, including South Carolina. Yeah. Nice. JL Marketing, shout yeah. out. <laughs> what is it? J, was it JL? JL Marketing. JL Marketing, Justin yeah. Lyons, yeah. He does like four He's done Does that ring a bell? It does, a little bit. I I mean, I've only been in South Carolina for six, seven months now, but... uh. I I know a ton of gym owners and managers here, so yeah. I'm going to check that out, but um, kudos. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to my original point, what I was getting at here is trainers that, is there a different commission or comp plan set up where if the ads, if, if a client comes in from the ads that you guys are paying and running, is there a different like payout and commission depending on if they get signed up versus if your trainer brings in their own clients and they sign them up. Is it, is it different based on if it's from your guys's ad spend or from their like organic word of mouth? No, currently um, the trainers just pay a flat monthly rate. Um, although that is a smart idea. I know some facilities do that. Um, we are, you know, we consider ourselves a startup and we really value the trainers that we do have. They are like family in a sense and they've helped, you know, build the community from ground up. So um yeah we're just we're willing to help them and support support them in their business right now yeah yeah absolutely and then um uh one of the, one of the basic things here is how big is your facility now mm, yeah six thousand square feet all right six thousand square feet and then this is probably a very vague number but out of your 18 trainers what would you say is the total number of clients between all of them and do you guys do any training on the side yeah I train there um I'm trying to think let me see if I could do I mean yeah probably probably 200 oh you mean all the clients all the clients yeah of course they're never in there all at one time and that's the way how it works and it naturally works out pretty well um probably 200 between all the trainers that's that's high but that's about 11 clients per trainer. I mean, if you averaged it. Anyway. I averaged that at, at 10, but yeah, there's some that have a lot less than 10. So it's probably okay. more than 150. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, I currently have around fluctuates between seven and 10. Um, and I, you know, do my training around the gym stuff. So yeah. yeah. 
And then obviously with about 6,000 square feet, you would say that there's plenty of room for growth with, you know, what you currently have then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of trainers that are in there from 5, 6 a.m. only until maybe early noon. And then we have trainers that are strictly, you know, they have a nine to five and they come in later, like seven to nine to 10. So it works out pretty well. Got it. Okay. So, uh, so that's a good point. Y your trainers, do each of them have like their own key or do you guys have a set gym hours, you know, within the facility? How does that work? Yeah, they have their own key so they can come whenever they need. And that is um, part of the idea is that it's very hands off also in terms of management for that. Um, we're there if they need us, but we don't have to be there. Um, they're in charge of running their business how they want and when they want. Absolutely. One of uh, one of our core tenants is be your own boss. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Managed effectively. So yeah. as being a more hands off style approach, um, just with how the setup is, you know, what effective things are you guys doing, you know, as in like a team atmosphere, whether you're having like monthly meetings or weekly meetings with the trainers or Zooms or whatever, um, to kind of keep evolving the service and the quality and what you guys provide? Yeah, um, I had always wanted to do monthly meetings and it's hard <laughs> that they are innovating contractors to force them to come because they like the freedom and that's a part yeah. of it. Um, so we decided we weren't going to do that. Um so what we have started with the help of one of our um, trainers, Lincoln, uh, who's been a great help, who's the first trainer we hired also. Um, he and I have started um, monthly business meetings where it's, we call them like small group meetings. So it's four of us trainers at a time and we go through kind of business building, reflective questions, bouncing ideas off of each other. We meet once a week for four weeks. Um, so that way at least um, some of us are getting together every week and seeing each other. Um, and then in terms of group stuff, we do more fun things to get everybody, uh, together. We have a big projector at the gym, which is pretty unique and, um, yeah, it's cool to throw stuff on there. But like, for example, we do some movie nights from time to time. We're going to do one soon. And that, you know, gets people excited because it's something fun and we all get to be together under one roof. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, excellent. That's awesome. You know, obviously, you know, even with, with us working remote and like what we do, you know, it's, we have meetings every single day in the morning for an hour. And so it's like, even though I don't like, like, I might not know Georgie personally, like, cause we work together or cam together. It's like, we still have this kind of team atmosphere just because we do meet every day via zoom. Yeah. So it kind of keeps, you know, the culture, you know, healthy and um, everybody's kind of in line with what's, what's going on and whatnot. So yeah, definitely. Um, um yeah cam in terms of the the business point like cameron christian and i all meet um once a week for our, our business meeting um as like the management yeah excellent um so kind of tinkering back to goals obviously you want around 25 trainers or so um what are like your big picture goals with bigger picture fitness no pun intended um it, it, you know, maybe the rest of this year, the next couple of years, obviously, you know, heard you want to expand and get some more studios, but what's kind of top of mind for this current facility now with, you know, aside from bringing on extra trainers. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've had multiple goals. Uh, I mean, obviously the big one is to pay off the investment within as aggressive a year and a half, two years, is probably more realistic, but mm -hmm. depending, we've got some things in the works. We're going to, you know, in, build out like a wellness slash recovery room where maybe we can get some monthly memberships there and increase revenue outside of trainer revenue. Um, 
but yeah, really the big one is just to build up and retain our trainers, add more to the team and pay off the investment. And then you start looking down the road for the next, the next, uh, location. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for other revenue streams and whatnot. Um, we're thinking about hosting seminars, um, doing more community events and just generally growing, um, BP fit into a brand on top of just one facility itself. Um, you know, some, some small things we're doing blog posts twice a week. Um, we're starting a podcast too, actually, um, Excellent. Just within the gym, but, um, the idea is growing us as a, you know, an entity and less just one single location. Yeah, definitely some great goals. Um, the, the cool thing about revenue streams, you know, from, you know, just people that I've talked to and just research, it's like, though, those could literally be anything. I mean, you, you could do nutritional seminars, you could do like um not I I guess you know for PT not necessarily like boot camp challenges per se but um on that note have you guys thought of any type of you know semi-private or very small but intimate style training where you can still kind of keep it to the you know what you guys are originally looking for or is it really just want to keep it strictly you know one-on-one PT kind of style yeah, the trainers are allowed to have small group. We call it small groups of no more than four at a time. And no one is currently doing more than four. I think the most someone's done is like two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've I've always liked the idea of doing some sort of like monthly boot camp. Um, not sure how it would work yet, but just to open it up to the community more. Um, we do, you know, every two months, we're trying to do events where we open it up to the community as like an open gym. So that in turn helps our trainers, um, you know, hopefully get clients and by letting people come into the doors and not just keep it as private. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, just a one-off my, uh, I have a friend who owns a gym in Oklahoma. Um, when I, um, well, after I moved away, but they do, and I know some other gyms too do this as well, but they do like a, it's like a cash only or like a Venmo or a, a whatever it is. And it's like a, they call theirs like Friday night face melter or like, you know, um, Saturday warrior day or something like something like catchy. Um, so yeah, they, they kind of do those things to like bring in additional revenue. People see the gym, people see the trainers in the facility and kind of get an idea of, Oh, you know, this might be something to, to incorporate, you know, more long-term. Yeah, totally. Any, oh, sorry. Go ahead. What? Oh, I was going to say any thoughts, you know, obviously, you know, you're still startup, you know, just advancing and everything. Any thoughts on potentially doing an open gym style down the road? Um, yeah, I don't, I think maybe at a, at a bigger, if we hopefully, when, when we expand, um, we would like a bigger facility. And then that's when we've thought about small group, like, high paying memberships only to select amount of individuals, not completely open gym, but that's still something that we're unsure about because we don't want to tarnish the private facility sense, just personal training only. Um, Yeah. It makes it a little bit, everyone's schedule is different and we don't have their schedule. And so it's hard to plan something like that because you don't want to step on their toes. You know, they're paying a, a good amount of money to, you know, expect a private facility. So yeah. And also, you know, you still have to, like, we've had, we had an open gym not that long ago and yeah, I guess marketing it and getting the word out there is, you know, we're still trying to play around with those ideas too and how to 
best, you know, get the word out there and get people in the door. Yeah. Um, so on that, you know, the, the ads that you guys do run and, you know, I'm sure you guys coach or give pointers or whatever the, the right terminology is to kind of help the, the trainers bring in more people as well. Um, you know, what, what's kind of like the foot traffic looking like for what you're doing right now with your ad spend? Are you guys seeing a good return of leads coming into the inbox versus coming in for an actual appointment? Or is that kind of an area that could potentially, you know, be heightened? Mm -hmm. Um, getting them in the, we're getting people through, you know, contacting inbox, um, getting them in the door has proven to be more difficult because selling personal training, as you know, is a lot harder than a membership. Um, so yeah, that's something we're currently working with. Um, our website has been getting a lot more traffic and, um, we firmly believe that's because of some blog posts we've done and some search engine, some SEO, you know, optimization. Um, but we've been getting just more word of mouth. The longer we're around, the more that that's proven to be, you know, in my personal training business, that's always been the best. And it's proving to, you know, be kickstarting for us as the gym. Um, we, and on top of that, yeah, we're getting some more foot traffic traffic. We're in an, uh, industrial area where we have a lot of recreational businesses next door to us. Um, and so there's always some people walking around and seeing it, which is good, even though we're not, um, uh, storefront. So yeah, kind of a mix. Yeah. Um, and then with your ads, is it ads on like Facebook and Instagram or is it more like Google ads and like those types of things? Yeah, it's Facebook. Yeah. Okay. What's kind of been the, the return or lead flow from, you know, the current ads from Facebook and Instagram? Sorry. Yeah, about three a week. We get about three, three a week. I think we need to, so the marketing is doing a job. I think we need to play around with the messaging. So right now, for example, lead comes in, we have an automated response that gets sent out. So they get a they get a text like right away. So we, they don't have to wait, you know, speed is part of the game. Um, speed is king. From there, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying speed is king. Yeah, it is. It is. And so, um, so we set that up so we could, you know, exact, for example, Jordy's training, she might not be able to respond to someone for an hour plus. So that automated part really helps kind of buffer and allow some more time for a response when she's available. Um, it's, we got to play around with the, the, with the messaging and how we're interacting with those leads to get them in the door. And that's been new to us because we haven't really been, we're not, you know, we haven't been doing that for a while. So, you know, Justin's given us some pointers. So yeah, I think it's just, like I said, it's just AB testing, different messaging and seeing what happens, but the ads itself are bringing in a lead. So now we got to dial in more of the, the messaging to, to really resonate with the client to bring them in the door. Got it. Yeah. Do uh, not, you know, I, you mentioned Georgie might not be able to respond right away, which is where the, the automated comes in. Um, do the trainers that are on staff, are they obligated or do they ever like look at that software to respond back to leads as well? Or Georgie, is that kind of just like your main bread and butter when you see it? Yeah, right now it's just me. Um, we did originally start by me sending them. We had individual ad copies for each trainer. And um, so then someone would see a trainer and reply to them, that lead would go to them. So that's how we started it. But um, because of how ads work, it would start optimizing who's getting replies most. So then it's only showing, you know, maybe one trainer more than the other trainers. 
So we switched it to a more general ad copy or ad for the gym, the facility itself, mm-hmm. our trainers. And so then that's where it changed to me being the direct uh, contact first. Um, although it would be nice to have them all, you know, be able to do that. It would be too difficult on like, you know, then you would have people fighting over it and it would be, <laughs> it would be hard yeah. to, manage. yeah. Yeah. That would be more of an operational, like kind of like discretion. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, trainers are hungry. Well, I mean, if they're not hungry, then you know, probably should have a conversation with them, but um, you know, they're hungry for leads and they want clients. And obviously that's going to bring in more revenue for you guys. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure. Obviously you mentioned paying off the investment and, you know, um, you know, getting to that point is, is there going to come a time, obviously you're training clients right now. Is there going to come a time or have you thought about this or maybe it's already in the plans for the near future, but getting like a front desk attendant or like assistant manager or some type of title where they can like manage like the lead flow, if there's enough demand for it, where it kind of takes a little time uh, or a little demand off of you. So you can either you know, plan more with the other owners or, you know, train a little less to be able to manage those more effectively? Or is that, um, you know, still kind of like in, in mitigation or talks? Yeah, that's still getting messed around with. I Right now, um, we just accept that we are a startup and that's something we got involved in. And so it's yeah. going to work and dedication. Um, our business partner, Christian, you know, helps out with other things um, other than this. And so, We've recently done, you know, like role responsibility, defining more strictly um, to take some of that stuff off of my plate so I can focus on this more. Yeah. And if and when this ramps up more, that would that would happen more. Yeah. Yes. Um, Good. Well, that that was going to answer my next question is if you each of you have like a defining role, like operations, CEO, like, you know, financial, whatever. but yeah, yeah, when this thing takes off, because you guys seem not like just average GOs, you know, you seem like you have some some competitive, some spirit, you know, you have some viable background, you know, Cam has some college background or basketball background. So, um, you know, I, I don't foresee that being an issue with you guys. Thanks. Thank yeah. You. Absolutely. Play ball, uh, I never mentioned it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah absolutely um yeah he's like ceo i'm operating i'm wearing a lot of different we we wear all different hats um again because it's a startup so that's yeah. fun in it um that we get to figure out um but yeah it's good excellent excellent i love that um so yeah so you know, going back to like goals, obviously you pay off the investment, other streams, bring on some more trainers. Um, do you guys do any type of supplement, retail, clothes, um, any kind of that right now? Or is that also potentially something that works? We don't, we don't, we're not doing anything with supplements right now. We just partnered with Ethos. It's kind of like a in between of, oh, you heard, have you heard of Ethos by any chance? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, they they are awesome. They actually are right across the street from us, so it's really cool. Um, so we get all of our clothing is branded by them. Um, we're definitely in a somewhat down down the line. We want to partner with the correct supplement company. I know, like you know, one of our competitors kind of has a partnership or agreement with 
with first form. So we want to do something similar, but we want to have it line up with our values and what we think is a quality product. So, you know, that will happen when the time's right. Yeah. And obviously these are kind of, you know, futuristic, you know, ideas and plans and you guys are kind of laying the groundwork right now and, and, you know, filling and maximizing what's currently going on. So I definitely understand that. Yeah. The, the clothing edition has been really, it's, I'm really glad we've done it. Um, it's been really good internal as well as external. Like the idea was to have more attractive clothing that people or trainers would want to wear outside of the gym so that we get more marketing that way. Um, and it's also been a lot of involvement from our trainers, which has been cool. They've like, um, it's kind of been good for morale <laughs> in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, it, it gives you kind of like that brand recognition. You know, I think a lot of companies now, you got to have a solid brand yeah. to grow from, you know, what you're starting off with versus like, oh, there's this gym down the road. They have, you know, a couple things here and there, but nobody like knows the name. So it's like, you know, that brand recognition is huge because they're always going to remember that from startup to, you know, you have 20 studios or whatever that, you know, the end goal is, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so what's kind of the biggest push right now for increasing, and I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but what's the, the biggest push for increasing revenue in the gym to kind of help speed up that, that investment payoff? Is it filling the, the trainer's books now? Is it slowly adding in some other, you know, streams down the, the next few months. Um, you know, what, what, what does that, that process look like from now until the next say like eight months? Um, yeah, it's a couple of things. Uh, we obviously want to make sure our trainers are happy and, and filled with clients. Um, but we're discussing, I know I mentioned earlier, kind of a wellness slash recovery room. So we've yeah. got a place in our gym where we want to add a private, Sauna. infrared sauna norman tech boots and it's booked out like where you know if person a books it that's their space their time 30 minutes it's not you know no one can just walk in there that's your time uh so they can go in there and use a sauna they can just go sit in a comfortable chair and put the norman tech boots on and you know watch a you know short show or whatever they want to do and so it'll be like a nice peaceful tranquil private room it's all themselves and so we're going to have multiple, you know, discounts for trainers, discounts for the trainer's clients, and then bring in foot traffic from the public. So you don't, you don't even have to be uh, training with a trainer. You can just say, hey, you know, I've got a membership here. It's going to be like an unlimited membership. And they can walk in and they'll get exposure to the gym, exposure to the trainers, but they'll get their room. So hopefully they'll, they'll kind of be kill two birds, one stone. They'll hopefully give some trainers an opportunity to get some new clients. And this person is getting access to this wellness slash recovery room however we want to kind of brand it yeah um so would that in turn potentially have to change some quote-unquote like gym hours for that specific part of the facility yes yeah. it would we'll have to have well uh, georgie myself and christian um we'll have to we're at, we're working through that right now yeah and yeah. luckily so they, they, it'll be booked on my, through mind body so we will at least know well in advance a day before hey you know the tuesday has seven slots booked at these times so we'll know well in advance when it's being used so that will help out quite a bit yeah the cool thing with mind body is you can set a parameter for how quickly or how soon to the actual appointment a time someone can book yeah, so, I it's 24 hours or... I was even thinking of having it be 48, you know, and then we can clearly be able to make sure someone's there. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, my body's a lot. It's got a lot of uh, different tools. That's basically what you know I've used my whole entire time that I've been. I've used a few other platforms, but yeah, yeah, it's got a lot. It's very well equipped. And then, then we're actually going to be using it more how it should be, which is in a studio sense. You know, right now we have it. Not all the trainers use it because not all of them need it, but it has a lot of tools that we're not using that we could start using. So, yeah, it'll make for you know tracking data, um, you know certain reports. You know, when's the last time a client came in or, or a wellness client came in and used a you know so. Yeah, definitely makes sense there. Um, well, guys, uh, it's been a great conversation so far. I got a couple last things for you before we wrap up here. First and foremost, what words of advice and whoever wants to answer first or answer alone, um, feel free. What words of advice would you guys give somebody that's looking to do their own startup in the fitness industry, whether it's group training, one-on-one, semi-private, you know, or maybe they're looking to do a franchise, you know, what would you say to them as they're starting? Um, I would say do your numbers and do the market research, which I think like anyone would tell you, um, make sure you have that solidified. We ended up going over budget, which we're glad that we did. Um, it made the place to be what we want it to be. Um, but just be aware of those things. Um, but not so much so that it inhibits you from like dreaming about things or having some sort of hope or something to work towards. So mix of being logical and somewhat unlogical in a sense would be my, <laughs> my words of advice, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I would say if you have a budget, add 25% on top of that budget. <laughs> so, you know, like, Hey, this is, this, it, here's our budget, but this is like, you know, our overages just in case. Yeah. And yeah. Then you choose your partners wisely. Yeah. So That's you cool. all have a, your, your, your vision, your goals align in the short term and the long term. Yeah. Obviously you have a passion for it, obviously, but yeah. 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 That, you know, we just assume that anybody looking at service has a passion for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but awesome. Love that. Yeah. Nobody, uh, that's a good answer. A lot of, I don't hear a lot of GOs or gym owners talk about, you know, going over budget and, or putting that into their plans, but they'll say, you know, have a business plan put together that includes X, Y, and Z. So yeah. Love that. Um, last piece is obviously go ahead and give a shout out to our listeners, all the ways that they can look up, reach your facility, inquire, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, you can find us on our website, www.bpfit.net. Um, we've got our blogs, all of our trainers on there. Um, our, our Instagram is bigger picture fitness. Um, and Facebook is bigger picture fitness as well. And we just started a YouTube page for our hopeful podcast and that's bigger picture fitness handle bigger picture fitness. Um, there's nothing on there yet, but coming soon. And I think that's it. Yeah. That covers it, yeah. yeah. Awesome guys. Well, appreciate sharing that uh, for everybody out there listening. That's their story. That's what they're doing. They got bigger picture in mind. If you want a bigger picture result, go check them out. They got lots of trainers to choose from and some cool things coming along the way to spice up recovery and wellness um and then if anybody out there listening would like to hop on our show we'd love to have you go ahead and click on the link below type in your information we'll be in touch and we'll have a conversation about it and so then y'all that's been another episode of the gym lords podcast gym lords out 
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.